Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the time of the deep dives. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This office that Russell Wilson was allowed to have in Denver. They put the office on the second floor where all the executives were. Let's run. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL draft analyst Todd McShay. ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan. PBA Hall of Famer Pete Weber. Still to come. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Uh, the first two hours on this program, if you missed it, don't don't you dare fret because we re-air right away on the Roku channel. Roku channel 210. If you're watching us, it's, uh, it's free uh, when you watch us here on the Roku channel. All Roku devices, select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku app, the Roku channel.com. It's free. There's our podcast as well. Uh, where all podcasts can be acquired all three hours every single day. Please hit the subscribe button there. The YouTube page pretty much is a nice backstop as well. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Our relationship with Roku, there's something called the Rich Eisen Show Collection. It's a video on demand service. A ton of this show is seen in clip format there as well. Uh, if you missed the first uh, two hours, we had a great chat in hour number one. Uh, with Todd McShay, who's uh, calling in, said that the Bears should trade fields and take Bryce Young, but he doesn't think they'll do that. Uh, hour number two, we had a conversation with Jeff, Jeff Passan of ESPN talking about the pitch clock and all the new rules in Major League Baseball. Uh, and then uh, because it was the 11-year anniversary yesterday of his uh, famous Who Do You Think You Are? I Am quote, uh, Hall of Famer Pete Weber called in the show to stroll down memory lane. Um, and we kick off our number three with the Pete Weber of NFL media. <laughs> <laughs> Who does Albert Breer think he is? He does. Joining us here from Sports Illustrator, our good friend Albert Breer, calling in from the combine. How are you doing, Albert? What's going on? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I take that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're a Hall of Famer. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Are you at the Combine? Are you there? I am. Yeah, I am. When are you guys getting here? Uh, I get there uh, tomorrow night. I hope to la- – if I- I'd sign a piece of paper to land before midnight, Tuesday night. Okay. Right now. Okay. So what are they talking about? What are all, what are all, what's all the gossip, the whispers? <laughs> this is it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's – and, Rich, you've been doing this for a long time, too. Yes, sir. Um, you know, a lot of it uh, – like a – now there's there's stuff with the college kids, of course, you know, and 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 we'll be all we'll all be talking about Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Anthony 
Richardson and, and Will Levis and um, you know, Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, all those guys too. Um, but I, I think the biggest piece of intrigue here is you know whether we have a domino or two in the veteran quarterback market fall um, this week. You know, and um, you know Aaron Rodgers, whether he comes out and says something um, over the next couple of days. I know some people are anticipating that. Um, the Derek Carr thing, you know, could that accelerate? Um, you know, because there are some pressure points there. Um, and, and, and if Rogers, you know, leans one way or the other, it could affect what happens with Carr. You know, and then of course, you know, there's the normal stuff with the guys who are going to be free agents, which is the, the meetings that are not supposed to happen, I guess. <laughs> right? Like where, where, where. Nice. You know, the Jimmy Garoppolo and Daniel Jones and Geno Smith, like all that business is, is is starting to sort itself out. So I think that's the big thing, really, like, honestly, here is, um, you know, with all the general managers and head coaches, at least most of the head coaches here in Indianapolis, you know, most people are curious whether or not over the course of the next, you know, six, seven days, one of those dominoes or two of those dominoes fall. Now, now I read this in your, in your column, um, the MMQB in Sports Illustrated, Albert, um, yep. you are, you are, you are the latest in our terrific business of, uh, reporting and information in the NFL to say this phrase, and I'm going to put it in front of you because I think you're the perfect person to put some meat on these bones. You say that Aaron Rodgers could be traded by the Packers because they have a different approach this off season with Jordan Love yep. being as, uh, developed as he is and, uh, Rodgers, uh, potentially, uh, being ripe for, uh, moving on because he's, you know, he needs to prove that he's all in. Uh, I've heard that over and over and over again. The And the implication is when you hear, like, if he's all in, the Packers are all in with him. What What is what is not being all in, right? Like, what what is what does that well, mean, all in? What 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 form does not all in potentially take with Aaron Rodgers, Albert Breer? Well, you know, I, I think you have to remember, like, there are a lot of people in that Packers organization who've been there long enough to remember – what it was like in 2008 and remember what those years were like before 2008 when they were waiting for Brett Favre to either come back off the tractor or not come back off the tractor um, in Mississippi, you know, and, you know, eventually they got to the point where, uh, you know, it was like, you know, we want a quarterback who's going to be around, you know, we want a guy who's, who's going to be locked in, who's, you know, going to be developing chemistry with our younger players and leading um, us through some of the off-season work. It doesn't mean you have to be there every day. Um, you know, it's a bigger ask, obviously, for guys to be in Green Bay, Wisconsin, than it is per se. You know, like the Dolphins coach asked for their players to stay in Miami. You know, in the off-season. But you know, I, I think that there's that piece of it, like where two years ago um, they were waiting all the way up till the first day of training camp and kind of held hostage by it. And, you know, last year, um, you know, there was obviously no Aaron Rodgers for. Most of, and I can't remember if it was most or all of the off-season program, but he wasn't really around, you know. And you know, so like I think that that's that that's part of it is, um, you know, where are you going to you know be around to develop chemistry with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, and um, are you going to come back in the best shape of your life, you know, all that stuff. So, um, you know, I think that that's that's def- that's definitely a piece of all of this. Mm. Um, you know, where, you know, what the Packers are trying to do aligns with what Rodgers is trying to do and trying to accomplish. And, um, you know, we've seen it before, Rich, like where, 
you know, Brady like had like a incredible sense of urgency when you know he got to Tampa, and you know where Brett Favre had an incredible sense of urgency when he got to Minnesota. You know, can you have that same sense of urgency if you are coming back to the same place, or does everybody need to change the scenery? I think that's sort of the best way I can illustrate the way that I, at least I see it based on what I know. Albert Bray here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Um, so what? What is so they're waiting for Rodgers? Is he the first domino to fall? Because Derek Carr doesn't have to wait, and teams don't have to yeah. wait for Rodgers to sign him either. So what's the deal there? Yeah, and and I, and I think you know honestly, like I think there's put it this way, there's very strong interest between the Jets and Carr, um, and like I I do think I, I know when when they've met and they've talked over the course of the last six seven days. Um, there's been an understanding there that, that, that Derek Carr wants to take his time and he wants to investigate all of his options. And, um, you know, he, uh, you know, may want to take another visit or two. And I think the Jets have been very upfront that they're looking at the entire quarterback market. And that includes Aaron Rodgers, you know. And so, um, you know, could it get to the point where the Jets, you know, are able to siphon information where it's like, well, Rodgers doesn't want to go there? And maybe that accelerates something where Carr is the first domino. Certainly something like that could fall. And I'm not saying, by the way, I'll make this clear, that, that Rodgers has said that about the Jets at all. But, like, I'm just kind of, like, trying to paint the scenario where Carr could be the first domino to fall. I think there's an assumption that Rodgers is going to be the first one to fall because he's, he's the big one, right? Like, and so, like, there are teams, there, 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 there are teams out there that are waiting on him. Um, but you're right. Like, you know, if a team or two gets the sense, like we're not going to be in it for Rodgers or say Lamar Jackson over the course of the next few days while everyone's here in Indianapolis. Well, you know, then that team could certainly move on Derek Carr a little faster than maybe they were last week. All right, let's put a pin in uh, what you just said, uh, Albert yeah. Breer. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show from Sports Illustrated, calling in from the NFL Scouting Combine. When this show comes on the air at noon Eastern time in Indianapolis on Tuesday, Matt Eberflus will be at a podium talking, uh, head coach of the Chicago Bears. What do you expect to hear from him uh, about the first overall selection and all the questions surrounding Justin Fields, Albert? I think, I think what you're going to hear from him, Rich, is what behooves the Bears. And what behooves the Bears right now is to create the appearance that all options are open, right? And so... You know, I, I think you know, like they're they're going to meet with everybody as every team does over the course of the next few days. My expectation is that they're going to give Justin Fields another year as their starting quarterback and try to spin the number one overall pick off for capital. I do think, like after talking to a few people over the last week, that they're going to be able to find good offers for the number one overall pick and ultimately move that number one overall pick because there are a bunch of quarterback needy teams drafting near the top, you know, the Colts, the Panthers, um, you know, Atlanta, I think is at eight, right? Like Atlanta's yep. right in there. So, um, you know, I think that they're going to be able to get a good offer back. Here's what I think is most interesting about it that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Okay. There are a lot of teams that feel like the two best prospects at quarterback in college football this past year will still be in college in 2023. Mm-hmm. And that's Caleb Williams from USC and Drake May from North Carolina. And the, I, I, I can tell you like that part of this, if you're, you're looking at it from the Bears' perspective, has to be, do we go all in on someone this year and trade Justin, who we really like, or 
Do we give Justin another year, try to get him more help, get a clearer answer on him, trade the number one overall pick for a ton of capital, and if it doesn't work out, now we've got capital to go and get Drake May or Caleb Williams next year. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, to me, like, I think there are teams, and I think the Bears are one of these teams, that aren't just studying this year's quarterbacks. They're studying next year's quarterbacks, too. And, um, you know, I could tell you every single person who's done that that I've talked to over the last couple of weeks has told me that Williams and May will be the first two quarterbacks in this year's draft. And, um, and so, like, I think that that's a factor for everybody. I mean, you remember, Rich, and again, both you and I have been doing this for a long time, like how Andrew Luck sort of loomed over the draft, not for a year, but for two years, right? Because he came back to Stanford. Mm-hmm. I sort of feel like, to some degree, Caleb Williams and Drake May, not to the extent Luck was, but to some degree, those guys are looming over this year's draft that way. And I think, to some degree, again, looming over what the Bears are going to do at the position as well, where they know that if it doesn't work out with Justin in 2023, there may be better answers for them in 2024. Of course, the danger there, Albert, is that next year, what if next year's draft, the teams drafting one and two are quarterback needy teams? Then it and doesn't matter. It, yeah. it doesn't matter yeah, I mean, what, how much draft capital yeah. you're accruing this year, you know, right. uh, pound but sand, you, already, you know? But if you like, but if you like, but, the, but if you like Justin Fields, right? Yeah. And you think that there's potential and, um, I mean, look, like, you know, Justin's got to grow as a passer, definitely. But we just saw a guy in the Super Bowl who grew a ton as a passer over his first three years in the league. And just from, like, a, you know, makeup standpoint and a leadership standpoint, like, there are a lot of commonalities between Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, just in who they are as people um, and the way that they work. Um, you can see where, like, you're almost if if you're the Bears, it's almost like you're giving yourself two shots at it, shots at it by waiting, right? Like you're giving them, you're giving yourself a shot at it this year, and then if it works out with Justin, great. Then you're like cooking with gas going into 2024 because now you got all this capital from having traded the number one overall pick the year before. And if it doesn't work out, well, then you know you figure it out with a better quarterback class in front of you. Um, I think that's sort of I, at least like you know if I'm if I'm if I'm Chicago. Like, I am, like, sort of looking at it where it's like, if I take a quarterback first overall this year, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, like, I'm hooking myself up to that quarterback because I just traded away a guy the team traded for two years ago, traded capital to get two years ago, um, you know, versus almost giving myself two shots at it by waiting and seeing what happens with Justin Fields in 2023. Albert Bray here on the Rich Eisen Show. Then on Wednesday, Albert, on Wednesday, 1 o'clock Eastern, Eric DaCosta, Ravens general manager, followed an hour later by the coach who said 200% Lamar Jackson was going to return next year. That would be John Harbaugh. What in the world is happening with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson at present, best you can tell? Yeah, I mean, I I just – I think stalemate is the right term, you know, and I mean, look, like I think that the the Ravens genuinely love Lamar Jackson and genuinely want Lamar Jackson to be their starter for the next few years. But there's the other part of this, which is they've had two years to do this now, Rich, you know, and if there was a compromise, I mean, like smart people get these things done. Like if there was a compromise to be done, wouldn't it be done by now, you know? Um, and to me, like, that's the big thing that's hanging over all of this. Like, you would think that if there was some sort of middle ground that they could have found 
between you know like the the fully guaranteed contract that 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 Lamar wants and the um, and the the top of the market more traditional quarterback deal the Ravens have been offering. Well, you know, like then they would have found that they would have found that middle ground by now, and they haven't. And so I think you know, like there's a very very big decision coming over the next. I think it's what eight days, um, and when the deadline for the franchise tag comes, and that decision is going to be whether or not to put the exclusive or the non-exclusive tag on him. And this is going to be a very real tell. If they put the exclusive tag on him at forty-six million dollars a year or forty-six million dollars for twenty twenty-three, um, that means they're very, very serious about hanging on to Lamar Jackson and trying to get something done with Lamar Jackson because that takes him off the market for everybody else and would make it much harder for another team coming in that would trade for him to negotiate a long-term deal because the number is much higher. If they put the non-exclusive tag on him at $32 million, now all of a sudden we're open for business. And this thing could get really, really interesting really, really fast. So I think that that's what you want to look for. Like, you know, like they're at this stalemate and – I think the the, the 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 next big move is which of the two franchise tags the Ravens choose to put on Lamar Jackson. They're going to put one of them on him. It's just going to be a matter of which one. I think they should put the non-exclusive on him. Let him go. Let him go hunt. Say you yeah. go hunt. You go hunt. Like we're 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 clearly you know not seeing eye to eye. We love you to the point where we're willing to let you go for yourself and see what is out there. And, and and they you know we know like we know that allowing you to do this we could lose you uh but we 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 at least have the backstop of two first overalls and we know that prevents you from talking to a couple of teams that don't have first overall first round draft choices in the next two drafts we get it but that will also allow maybe a little extra room um to see you know Joe Burrow doesn't sign for fully guaranteed dollars and Justin right. Herbert doesn't sign for fully guaranteed dollars. And Daniel Jones and Geno Smith and Derek Carr and Aaron Ro- you know, and, and when Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere else, obviously he's he's already got a contract. But I think you get what I'm saying. Like, you, this, this is the landscape, the Lamar. Thing, this is it's not just us. I mean, it's everyone. So, so d- don't you think? Right. We've. You know what's interesting about this too, Rich? Like, so you're mentioning the market for. For Herbert and Burrow, and those are no no brainers, right? I think right. we can agree. Like, like the Chargers, the Bengals, you got to do what you got to do, right? Like but those are, done. and I mentioned right. those Albert also because they're they they have they they don't have MVP single season MVP trophy a trophy in the case like Lamar right. has, but the last two years um, we've seen obviously from Burrow in particular within the division, like he he's he's yep. won the division, and so. Uh, and finished the season and almost made the Super Bowl for a second straight year. This is a guy who has all the right to say every dollar guaranteed, like the guy in our division who uh, yeah. had twenty some odd, uh, you know, sexual assault allegations hanging over his head. Every every right. penny should come to me. Yep. And if he doesn't do that, then you show that to Lamar also, right? Yeah, and you know what? Like, and I, I honestly like I, I can't blame Lamar. I, I right. actually no. think like I get it, huh? Uh, no, I get no, it too. No, 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 no. Like, like here, here's what here's what's fascinating to me about. It. I've told people I don't think this is all about the money, and they look at me sideways. Um, if you're Lamar, just just put yourself in Lamar's shoes for a second, okay? Yes. If you're Lamar, you have played out your rookie contract and taken on an unprecedented workload 
for a quarterback in the NFL. No one's ever run the ball, not even Cam Newton. No one's run the ball as much as as, as Lamar's been asked to. And his whole, the whole offense has been built around his ability to run the ball, right? You've taken on that amount of injury risk. You've had two seasons end in a really bad way the last two years, in part as a result of that, right? So if you're Lamar and they're offering you a traditional quarterback contract, and that contract has, say, like two or three years guaranteed and then three years in the back end that are not guaranteed. Aren't you going to look at the Ravens and sideways and say, wait a minute, after what I just did for you, you want me to give you injury protection three years from now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, so you're asking me after what I put my body through the last five years mm-hmm. to give you injury insurance like three, four years from now? I, like, I think that that's a huge part of it. And, and so much of what Lamar's done is non-traditional. And so much of the things that he does are based on principle. Um, you know, I think that's a part of this. The other part that's interesting to me is what happens with the secondary quarterback market after your Burroughs, after your Lawrence's, because, um, you know, if, if he is out there um, with a non-exclusive tag, that's going to be sort of, you know, the, the pool he's going to be swimming in. The difference being, of course, that a team would have to give up two first-round picks and a contract to get him. And I think for the first time in a while, um, there are more quarterbacks with legitimate starting experience that are going to be out there than there will be starting jobs available. Mm. And so I think that's going to create a really, really interesting environment. I think it's why it behooves Carr to sign a deal before that the market opens. Yeah. And you do wonder if there could be a situation, whether it's Gino or Jimmy or, um, or Daniel Jones, whoever it is, where the music stops and somebody doesn't have a seat. So I, I just think all these things are going to kind of, one's going to play into the next, going to play into the next. And um, you're right, like the Ravens, maybe the Ravens play is, well, we'll let you survey the market, Lamar, and see how all this plays out. And please come back to us, and hopefully we can work something out if, you know, whether, 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 whether the market, you know, kind of – reveals itself in your favor and our favor. Mm, uh, Albert Breer, before I let you go, a couple quick hitters. Jalen Ramsey on the trade block. What's going on there? What's happening? Give, give me yeah, the trade I, you know, so like, market. I think this is like an interesting pivot that the Rams are making. You know, And I think where we saw them so aggressive in, with cap space and with draft picks to get veteran players, they were sort of the first adopters of that approach. The, like, I guess these the so-called FM picks approach. Correct. You know? yep. um, now I think that they see where like that early adopter advantage has run out and they've run up a lot of debt and they, 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 they don't have a lot of high picks. And so I think that this is the beginning of the pivot point where they turn around and maybe they're a little more aggressive in the other direction where they're starting to build up capital on the other end and, and starting to store cap space debt for, for down the line, and take on some dead money now and build up some picks. So they'll be able to eventually take the step out of this era and not be completely crippled um, by everything that they did the last few years. So they're exploring it definitely. There's definitely a chance that they trade Jalen Ramsey. Um, what's interesting about it to me is if you look at it, they've got four. They got five players on their roster that are that have cap numbers of over twenty million dollars. Jalen Ramsey is the only one of the five that, that's under thirty. So, like, I think that's you look at it and you say, okay, he's a great player. But he's probably the one guy that maybe we can afford to walk away from that still has really, really good trade value. So let's see what we can get. Maybe that's the start of our process and getting more aggressive and shedding 
you know, some cap dollars and building up some draft picks. And then last one for you. Always got something interesting uh, uh, when when asked a question like this. Give me the name, Albert Breer, of a team that is in the quarterback market on the quarterback carousel or winds up being on the quarterback carousel that we're not thinking of going into the combine right now. Tennessee. I think um, Tennessee, I, I, like I, you, you look at like under a new general manager, what mm-hmm. they've done. Um, I would expect. I think the Titans are going to at least explore everything now. And how does it, what does that what does that look like? What does that? Well, look like? I mean, like I mean, first of all, like you look at like the the core of their team, their best players are getting older, right? Like so, it's Derrick Henry, who's got a lot of miles on his legs, great player, but he's got a lot of miles on his legs now. Taylor Luan obviously just got released, and he was a core guy for them. Jeffrey Simmons is going to need a new deal. Kevin Byard is sort of on the back nine, too. So, like, you look at, like, kind of where they are, and they're at this interesting point where they could either maybe go take a swing on an Aaron Rodgers, right, and try to get the most out of the last couple of years for some of those guys, or, you know, maybe this is where they turn the page and, and make a move up to get one of the rookies. So I Oof. I think the fact that Ryan Tannehill's out of the guaranteed part of his contract, where he's got one year left and it's non-guaranteed, gives them some flexibility to at least look around. And, and I would say they're a team that I would look at as, you know, maybe a week or two from now we're looking up and they've got a different starting quarterback. What about Henry? Could he wind up um, and could he wind up on a team? Like I know I'm reading Bills fans chirping about it. I'm just throwing names out. Like what if the Cowboys yeah, say I mean, take I, a swing I, I, on I, him, I, you know? I mean, why not? Like that's the th- that's the thing about it, Rich. It's like you got like that like you sort of feel like because of like the age of some of those players, you're you're at a fork in the road, right? Like so it's like do you go if you go young quarterback then yes. Right, like then, then, then maybe it is time to see what you can get for Derrick Henry. If like you're going Aaron Rodgers, obviously, absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I think, like, I think what Tennessee does at quarterback, and they could just go forward with with, with Ryan Tannehill too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think what Tennessee does with does at quarterback, and whether or not it's a young guy or an older guy, will dictate what happens with the other guys in their roster. Albert, you're the man. Thanks again. I'll see you in Indy. I'll reach out as soon awesome. as I land. Thanks for Take care. Right. Well, not as soon as I land. I land at midnight, but uh, I'll, I'll call you. <laughs> All right, cool. Take care. Cool. Al, we'll there's Albert Brewer. Thank you. As Albert Brewer, can I call him at night? Hey, man, can you come pick me up? <laughs> hey, look, I know it's late. You're at, st- you're at steak, steak and shake. All right. Let, let's take a break. Overreaction Monday. And in that regard, before that, I want to talk to Eric Henry. Let's totally overreact. Let's have fun. Eight four four two. I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number down. We're done with our guests. The rest is just us chickens, if you will. That's coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, back here with the Roku Channel stream. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show jet desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has a right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Just watching on NFL Network, Judy Batista is on right now talking about the today's competition committee work. We just talked about it at the end of last hour. Saw Rich McKay, Stephen Jones walking into the room, holding a cup of coffee, waving oh. the cameras. I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. I do that every day, walking in here. Got my cup of coffee, I wave at you guys. I know how to do it. I know how to do it. That's provided that there's water in the curious. Yeah, could you I imagine? You go, dude, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If I walk into the competition committee room and there's no water in the carrot, You going to call out Stephen Jones? Yes, I am. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You're going to oh, yeah. blame me for it? And I'm not there. <laughs> it's one of you two. All right, before we, get to, before we get to overreaction Monday. Before we get to overreaction Monday. Fascinating chat with Albert Breer. One thing I want to pluck out is him saying Tennessee could be in the quarterback carousel. They could go and say, Ryan Tannehill, let's run it back one more time. Let's go. Uh, they could say, Aaron Rodgers, you're building a house here in Nashville. You want to come to the AFC? Let's go. That's kind of a missing piece. Sorry, Ryan. We appreciate your service here, but we're going with the GOAT for the next couple of years. If I'm not mistaken, um, Mike Vrabel once upon a time FaceTimed Tom Brady sitting at a Syracuse game, hoops game in the Carrier Dome with... Uh, Julian Edelman, right? Fact. That was when Brady was on a free agent market. Saw that worked out for Tampa. Let's do it. Let's run it one more time. They could do that. Or they could just go the opposite direction and draft a kid. What if they draft a kid? They just, sorry, Malik Willis, you know, you had your shot last year. What if they start from scratch? What if they just totally start from scratch? Why not? And the way to do that is to flip Derrick Henry somewhere else. I'm not saying they're going to do this at all. This is totally speculation. Let me just say, like, let's just figure out they don't go and get a veteran free agent. And let's just say the Friday night of the draft, right? Where do the Tennessee Titans select on the old draft uh, list? It's got to be right around, what, 13, 14, 15? That's the Mac Jones spot, right? 11. 11. 11. Even higher than that. What if Will Levis drops there, right? Ooh. What ah, if he drops there? I don't see that happening, okay. but you never know. What if Anthony Richardson drops there? Now you're cooking. Well, we heard. I'm just total speculation here. What if Derrick Henry, they decide, let's flip him? 
draft night, Friday night, because they already got the they got the kid in they got the kid in their pocket. You trade him to Atlanta for eight? No, 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 no. Oh, you get the kid in your pocket that night. I'm talking about Friday night. Oh, second row. I don't think Derrick Henry's are gonna would net a first round draft choice. I don't think he would. And I understand. Look, they already picked apart AJ Brown last year, and he was a first rounder. Who would say no, to Derrick Henry? Well, I, a lot I'm, of miles. Yeah. A lot of miles. I get it. What do you think? Would the Buffalo Bills flip a two for him? I wouldn't do it if I was Buffalo. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you flip a two for him? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, two? I think the Bills should because that's the one thing that you? that team is lacking is a run game. You don't want Josh Allen to be your top running threat. You're the Denver Broncos. You flip a two for Derrick Henry? There now you, now you could be talking. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Oh, while Javante what? comes back from his injury, no rush to bring him back? Russ, Derrick Henry for Sean Payton. And those receivers? What about, let's, who else, who else would he look good at? Where, where, where else would he look good? Miami. See, I think you hit the nail on the Miami. head with the Bills, though, Rich. Right? You put him in you, that. You say no to that? But the Bills, if you get Derrick Henry, it changes the identity of their offense. Okay. Well, does off- it? I think so. They, they haven't won anything lately, so you, does they, it? You're off, your identity can change. What's the best way to help our friend Josh Allen succeed? Give him a hey, Josh, game. you don't have to jam it in in that red zone window. Well, they need better play calling. Josh. No. Josh. We're not going to call your name 50 million times a game because you're just handing it off to the diminisher as he's running to the Hall of Fame, as you know where I, I think he's winding up. I know you make that face every time. Dude. He's got a little bit to go. How many red zone problems did the Bills have with, with Allen forcing it in somewhere, right? You don't think that's play calling? Could be, or how about call play of, of Derrick Henry run, running right down your throat? Josh Allen has 546 career rushes. <laughs> That's too let's, much. Let's take some miles off of him. Yeah, because I don't know. Eventually, he's going to get popped. 300 carries the last three of the last four years. Uh, who? Derrick Henry? Yeah. Oh, I mean, his touches are insane. I get it. Nobody, when you get ahead of steam running, it just... I can hear the wind blowing. How it must sound to him and through the ear hole of his of his of his helmet. What it must sound like. Just throwing all of this out here is like Tennessee. They can they could just run it back with Henry and Aaron Rodgers or Henry and fill in the blank veteran quarterback that they sign on the free agent market and go to work. You can go in the other direction. Break it down for parts if that's what Mike Vrabel's ready to do and the rest of the team's ready to do. Build it back up again. Doesn't have to take very long. Look what Jalen Hurts has become. So just throwing all of this out there. Friday night of the draft, Thursday night, they've already gotten their young quarterback. So it's already done. You're not going to trade him before and hope you get the guy you want on, uh, on, on the first night of the draft. And how do you not raise your hand if you're a team that can be ready to win a Super Bowl? Right? Yeah. How do you not run that back? How about this one? How about I'll throw this one your way? How about Detroit? I know you got Jamal Williams. You ran it. 
DeAndre Swift, I get it. How about that? How about how about you trade for Derrick Henry? Jeez, that's a statement. Dan Campbell with Derrick Henry <laughs> coming like, for your kneecaps without like your teeth. For each without other. your teeth. I'm just, again. I'm just throwing names out while we're totally spitballing here on an overreaction Monday. Hmm. When we come back, the genuine article, overreaction Monday with Chris Brockman, and then uh, my Friday night watching a double overtime basketball game on tilt with a bunch of 12-year-olds. <laughs> Even better. That's coming up here on The Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Monster.com wants to help you tackle the job hunt and make your next career move an A-plus moment for you. Because when you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can check out millions of job openings, great coaching and career advice, too, for a strong performance when it counts for you. Your next employer may actually be recruiting you before they even post their jobs when you upload your resume to Monster.com. They specialize in building the right teams for employers and knows how to match you with those job fits. That's why Monster.com not only helps you score the position, but when you do, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you are paid what you are worth. Get off the sidelines. Get ready for your new gig and go to Monster.com and win your job hunt today. That's Monster.com. Overreaction Monday. Hit it, Chris Brockman. Hit it. Go for it. Hit it, please, here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. What do you got over there, Christopher? Hey, guys. What's up? Everybody have a good weekend? What a great way to finish it up. What do we got here? The Bears are going to regret... Not you know trading Justin Fields. I'm sorry. <laughs> Say that again. I'm sorry. Don't talk over I, him. I, I'm sorry. What do you got over here? <laughs> the bear, hey, just blow it. I had a great one. The Bears are going to re- regret not trading Fields. No. I disagree with that. That's an overreaction. I mean, Br- Bryce Young may turn out to be, you know, the next Mahomes. You know. That's a big one, though. Man. I don't think they're going to regret not trading him. I think he's really good. <laughs> Poor kid, man. He puts his life and his limb and his job and his future on the line. He pours it all out there for two years, and then the Bears get the first overall selection, and off they go. You tried to prepare him for it, though. I did. I don't know how many of these. I'll say that. I'll say that's an overreaction. What else you got over there, Chris? You see what uh, Devin McCourty said on Good Morning Football this morning? I did not, sir. We were on the air here. How would you know? <laughs> we weren't. Good Morning Football airs way before. Oh, okay, us. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they come on at like four. What do you say? Mac Jones is trending. Said he's the future. Of the New England Patriots. Eh, McCourty's way off. Mac Jones is not the future. 
Well, I think everybody in New York City hopes that's the case. I think that's so. He's the minivan. Let's not forget that was your initial reaction when <laughs> when Justin when Justin Fields got drafted and acquired by the Bears. Jumped to the line in front of him. Two years removed. How and you got Mac Jones, but then all last and then in all his rookie season, his you know Vince McMahon exit, walking up He's to good. the. Walking up to the stage in Las Vegas because it was like a mile and a half walk. <laughs> um, you know, that was the, that was the uh, the, vi- the, mile, the that mile. was the image for him because he was killing it. Now not so much. Hey, I'd take Tommy Curran's word for it. Kraft wants to see what they got in this guy, and they're going to see it. Dead body, Tommy. I don't know, man. I, I think Bill O'Brien's going to step it up. I think you're going to actually. Yeah, I, th- I actually think so. You might too. lose Jacoby Myers, but I mean, you could still draft some other ones. Trade for Dehop. I think know. I think what's no longer the future is the in Bill we trust mantra. That thing thing is going to be you, you're you're already chafing at it. Oh yeah. So Belichick let him down last year. We'll see. We'll see how he does this year. Make a break though. We can all agree this make year. Or make a break. Make a break for Mac Jones. Uh, I I I I I wouldn't say make or break. What are they going to trade him in year four? You don't do that either. Hey, don't pick up his option. Let him play that's out possible. year four. Look yeah. and, and it worked out for Daniel Jones as he's about to make 40-something million a year. Oh, that's insane. By the way, the Giants fans in my mentions this weekend, good luck. All right. Hey, dude, Stephen Jones had to say this morning. Did you see that? What did he have to say this morning? said that uh, the Cowboys can win a Super Bowl with Dak. Yeah. yeah I, don't, so. I don't think that's true. The Cowboys don't have enough around Dak to compete for Super Bowls. That's crazy talk, man. What an overreaction that is. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, I guess I've missed it the last few I years. don't know. I think what they do with Zeke is going to be a fascinating conversation for this team. And I think what they're going to do uh, in the draft will be fascinating. But this is Dak's team. They love him. They're going to hang with him. And, of course, they can compete for Super Bowls. They did this year. They competed for a Super Bowl. They did. They did. Made the playoffs. They sure did. They won, game. They won a game. Oh, the Dallas the Cowboys is all about just making the playoffs. All we got to huh? do. No, well, at this point, yes, Chris. Yes, at this point, it is. <laughs> and then, and and they are competing. They are competing for Super Bowls. They do have some highly talented people, from Ceedee Lamb to Tony Pollard to Micah Parsons to Diggs, their own Diggs. Well, they, they they can compete one hundred percent. I think this is make or break for Mike McCarthy, quite frankly. Oh. And if they go make the playoffs, I think they just need to work on their last play of the game. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're going to have Bijan Robinson out of Texas toting the by rock the way, next year. So that's guy. why, too. No, by the way, this is exact. It's perfect example, TJ, is you don't know who they're going to get in the draft. Because going into the draft, excuse right me, <laughs> going into the draft when they, uh, uh, when they drafted Micah Parsons, you're probably like, they don't have enough on defense oh, I to mean, win for championships. Remember when I compete. predicted that we were going to draft Micah Parsons? Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. What else? I like that. So guy. that's an overreaction too. You're 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 just all sorts of overreactions. <laughs> What's the segment called? I know that, but at some point <laughs> you'll say something I'll agree with. Monday. Okay, right. <laughs> One of the combine quarterbacks throwing. Okay, we know Bryce Young's not throwing. We know. Stroud, Levis, Richardson all throwing. Yeah. One of the throwing guys is going to go first overall. I mean, that is not an overreaction. I, all the I, buzz, the build-up. Hey, he's now number one. I told you. See, draft flips. Everybody's talking Bryce Young right now, and, and, and Young is acting like he's a first overall pick by not working out at the Combine. Stroud's going to make a run. He's going to make a run. This year's Combine, he's going to spin it. Oh, hey, this guy can really throw it. And then, then the pro day... 
It's going to be, and there will be a day where we come on the air and there's going to be a major report that so-and-so is, you know, going to trade up for CJ Stroud. Stroud. Yes, Yes, that's coming. That's coming. I'll I'll peg it to late March, early April, maybe even mid-April. It's Stroud who's going to overtake Young. So I was, I thought you were going to say he's going to make the playoffs next year. And that I thought you would say, and I would say that's not an overreaction. There's still time. Because guess, you know, who was the throwing, uh, uh, combine throwing arm that made the playoffs this year? He played for the San Francisco 49ers. Seriously. So it could be anybody. Could be anybody. Okay, what else Never you got? Know. What else you got? Uh, here we go, Rich. Uh, you started the show today. You're drinking the Laker juice. <laughs> what is this music all of a sudden? Are we are we are we hanging in darkness with Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden sipping tea? What is this? And he said basketball music. I took yeah, a guess. I switched to the basketball music. Okay. But the other one. Oh my god! I feel like I feel <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm sitting at a bonsai tree reading a magazine, waiting for my massage to start. Okay, noted. Should I put on a terry cloth robe for this? <laughs> what else you got over there, Chris? What is your question? What's your question? Lakers are going to win a playoff series this spring. Yeah, dude. I'll say yes. Yes! Let's go! Let's go. He's buying in. Come on now. LeBron and Anthony Davis at the top of their game with Malik Beasley making threes. Okay, D'Angelo Russell distributing. D'Angelo Vanderbilt rebounding and scoring. These guys do it every other game. They are much better than the Laker team from they last year and the one better. that they came they in this year. Better. They are no better than a month ago. Last year, it was just like, get out of here. Good. And then beginning of the season, is get out of here. Yeah, I'll go with it. <laughs> I'll go with it. What else you got, Chris? When you make a big move, right? Yeah. And and the first few games yeah. in the big move, yeah. you're one and three. Yeah. That's not good, right? Okay. The Mavs made a big mistake trading for Kyrie. Well, you know how I feel about what how eventually he's going to make his presence known, and then all of a sudden it's going to be a problem with his. And you know, your employer doesn't get you don't get along with your employer. That happens all the time, except every damn time where he is. And now there's confusion at the end of games. Like, just get the ball, Luca, and get out of the way. I don't know, man. All I know is like yesterday when the Lakers came back from 27 down and won that game, and he was the one who's three from right around half court came up short. It was like that. uh, Seinfeld gif. That's a shame. (laughs) What else, Chris? I'm sorry. I'm just speaking truth. I think I speak for a lot of people. Last one. I I don't know if I actually believe this, but I'm looking up at the game going on right now, and it's Mm -hmm. seven to four. That's a lot of action. Yes. You know, the pitch clock ain't that bad. It might not be. It might not be. I'll say that's a good. That's a. That's a good one. My initial reaction was to hate it, but I you know don't what? Know. Again, we. I went in on the pitch clock earlier, and I'll just quickly hit this one right here. Is you know what? You know when the pitch clock's going to get in is when when a pitcher like a reliever or a starter is beginning to, to to start getting tired and giving up a hit and a hit and hit. Sometimes that they can take some time and get the other guy warmed up, take some time, have a visit from the mount. There's not going to be any time now. That's going to be something. It's going to be like one of those where an NBA coach fires off a timeout because somebody just went on an 8-0 run and you got to get everyone a breather. This may The pitch clock is going to keep things going and pitchers that are struggling and giving up hits, it's going to come fast. It'll be interesting to see. Just I, I don't want to see a walk-off pitch count viol- a pitch clock violation. No, that's kind of wild. I loved your idea about not in the yeah, ninth inning. From the ninth inning on, just get rid of it. That's my two cents. Uh, Very good overreaction Monday. Thank you, sir. You're welcome.
Good stuff. Going to an NBA game, 176-175 on a bobblehead night with a bunch of kids. I highly recommend it. <laughs> it sounded amazing. Friday night, Coop's 12th birthday party. handful of his uh, colleagues from his basketball team. We go there. It's 40-40 to 40 after the first quarter. And uh, Coop turns to me and goes, Dad, I think it could, they're on pace for 160.9. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then it's 176-175, double overtime. So nuts. Every shot went in. When I'm saying every shot, these teams shot 59% from the field, averaging up. I love the, uh, the headline on, on, on our board, courtesy of Jordan Show, Rich Eisen Show uh, uh, editor. It's perfect. It's the, uh, the Tyreek Hill. Am I reading this right? Yep. <laughs> Good job, Jay. Most three-pointers in a game. When you score 175 points, you should win. <laughs> you would think, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Without you don't. question. De'Aaron Fox is one of the fastest guys I've ever seen. And the Clippers, brother, you know, uh, Paul George, couple back-to-back turnovers. I don't know how Kawhi Leonard did not foul at the end of regulation. Three points in the game. They're up three. You let De'Aaron Fox find Malik Monk, who has thrown it in like it was the Pacific Ocean. And an absolute celebration burst out. Even when my kids were rooting for the Clippers, the kids were rooting for the Clippers. They wanted to see more, more game. <laughs> greatest Nico Batum bobblehead night ever. He balled out. Look at that. He had a great game. And he had the three-point shot Batum. to win it at the buzzer in double overtime. And it's the only shot of his that didn't fall that night. Great game. Great Clipper night. 